Hi, welcome to the Change in the Narrative podcast. Sophie Catherine here. So happy to have you for today's episode. It's not cute to not have boundaries. Speak your truth. Have you ever had a moment where you just read something or you see something or you're listening to a podcast and somebody says something and it just hits you so strong? And I don't like using the word conviction, um, but it was. It's it, it, This quote convicted me in a way to make some changes in my life. And... The quote is, anything you lose by speaking your truth is not a loss. It's an alignment. When I read that, I was like, shit, I have some changes I need to make. So that's what today's episode's about. Setting boundaries, speaking your truth, you know, just realizing that we have the power to say no. We have the power to make changes in our life that are going to affect us very, very healthily in the long run. So excited to share this episode with you. Let's dive in. Have you ever had to have the hard conversation, send the letter, leave or walk away from something that wasn't serving you? Well, I had to this week. Over this past couple of weeks, I've made a couple life decisions that had been weighing on me for a long time, and I just kept putting off having conversations. I don't know why we do that, or at least I don't know why I do that. When all we're doing is weighing ourselves down, there were two things in my life that I had not addressed I've made a lot of bold decisions in my life, but there were there were a couple things that I just didn't want to deal with. I kept putting it off. And when I read that quote about anything you lose by speaking your truth is not a loss, it's an alignment, I knew no matter what happens with me addressing these two situations, it's going to be okay. Like, I'm going to be okay no matter what. So I think I've mentioned in previous episodes, you know, I legally changed my name back in 2016. I was not born Sophie Catherine. Um, And it was quite a process to go through to change my name. And how it all came about was I was hanging out with my ex in Seattle and was talking about how much I hated my name. And he just looked at me and said, change it. And I was like, shit. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to. So thank you to my ex for that, because I never thought about changing my name. It, It wasn't even in the forefront of my mind. And ever since I was little, so I was born Katie, uh, just Katie, not Catherine, not Kathleen. Um, And then my middle name was attached to some very heavy trauma, like really fucking heavy trauma. And I uh, at one point questioned my mother, why would you name me after this person? And she was like, well, she was dying in the hospital and I promised her I'd name you after her. And my mom had like no respect for this woman, um, very little respect. And just a lot of heaviness. I don't want to go into the logistics of it, but my middle name was really heavy for me. And my first name was just a nickname. And I got so sick of when I would introduce myself to people, especially when I joined the workforce, they'd be like, oh, okay. So you must be Catherine. I'm like, no, just Katie. It's just Katie. Uh Never seen that before. And it was like, I don't know. I got to this point where I just hated introducing myself to people. So when you go to change your name, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a pretty legal process. You know, it's like saying when you get married and you change your last name. Um, I wanted a divorce from the life I had known before. I wanted to be rebirthed into the person that I was becoming. And, you know, I don't like to admit how I found the name Sophie, but it was a BuzzFeed quiz, y'all. It was. Uh, <laughs> uh, that back then BuzzFeed quizzes were a huge deal on Facebook. And there was one that said, what should my name be? So I went on and I did it and it said Sophie. So... I made a decision to name myself Sophia um, because I was 
like, well, Sophie's a nickname for Sophia. Um, I'd rather give myself a full name. So I didn't have one when I was born. And then Catherine just made sense because I'd always loved the name Catherine. Wish my mom had named me Catherine because I felt like if I had been named Catherine, I could have had more options, you know, for what I was called. Could have been Kate or Cat or, you know, I don't know, Catherine or Katie or like I would have had more options. So I was kind of just taking back my personal power to change my name, you know, that whole thing. And it was, it was like so freeing, but I had to call my parents and say, hey, just so you know, I've legally changed my name. And that went over like a lead balloon. Let me tell you, it was not a pretty conversation with my parents. We ended up not talking for a while. Um, my mom just couldn't understand. And I get it. You know, you, you, you have your kids, you pick the name, but I didn't like my name and I wasn't going to let someone tell me I couldn't change it, you know? So I get legally changed, you know, I'm living on the West coast at that point. So didn't really have to see my family a lot. Um, I always thought eventually they'll come around, right? They'll call me Sophie, Um, but they just never did. And basically looked at me and said, we refuse to call you. We don't know who Sophie is. We know you as Katie and we're going to continue to call you Katie. So I've tried really hard over the years to be very gracious about it and understanding because I know that it was a hard thing for them to accept. But at the same time, going to see my family and constantly being reminded of who I used to be. Like that name serves no purpose for me anymore. Like Katie is not me. That is not how I, that's not me. You know, that's who I used to be. And to me, Katie was this very scared, fearful girl who didn't have a voice of her own, didn't know how to, to stand up for herself. So when people call me Katie, it's like, we're pushing you back into this mold that you no longer are. It's very mentally taxing on me. So when I read that quote, about speaking my truth, I knew I needed to address my parents on this again. And I've gone through a lot of mental health issues. You know, if you've listened to all of my story, you know, I did have a mental breakdown. And I think a lot of that was due in part to me not being able to stand up for myself or say what I need to say. You know, I don't like to quote John Mayer, but you know, say what you need to say. Uh, It seems so simple, but it's true. You know, so I sent them a letter and I was like, listen, y'all, you know, um, I respect our relationship so much that I'm going to be completely honest with you about how you calling me Katie really mentally affects me. You know, I've tried to be very understanding about it, but I really feel like we're in a place in our relationship where we can address this. Like, you don't have to call me Katie, but maybe call me daughter or call me sweetie like my mom calls me sweetie. Like, let's figure this out together because I can't not speak my truth anymore. I can't not be honest with you. And you know, one of the things I'll say about boundary setting is you don't have to be an asshole about it. Like you can say, I can't talk, I, this behavior isn't working for me anymore, anymore. And I'm sharing this with you because I care about our relationship. Is there a way we can move? No, or let's find a way proactively to move forward together where we can find a balance together. You know, like I didn't want to be like, if you don't call me Sophie, I'm not coming up to the July 4th barbecue. No, that's not the route we're going. You know, you can set boundaries with kindness. You know, that's not, I think, finding balance in that space. It really does help the energy flow too with the conversation. So I sent that not knowing what was going to happen because in the past, when I've tried to have hard conversations with my parents, it never went over well. Like it was hard and we'd end up not talking and it blew up into this whole thing. But I was also with somebody who at the time my ex it was me and him against the world. You know, your parents don't love you. They don't care about you. Cut them out of your life. All you need is me. I was very conflicted um, in my relationship because I did feel like my ex had saved me from this cult and this life. 
and he he was he made it so he it felt like he was the only one that was there for me. So, you know, you'd get I'd get off the phone with my parents and talk to him. And he'd be like, "Well, just cut them out of your life. You don't need." So it was just like a lot of like push and pull, and I was always in the middle, and it was just not good. So, yeah, I sent the letter. I'll tell you, it was very hard because there was a lot of trauma and fear wrapped up in past responses. I didn't know how they were going to receive it, but. I realized I was going to be okay. Like life is different for me now. I know who I am. I love myself. I have great support system. So if it wasn't a good response, at the end of the day, still going to be okay, right? And I think knowing that and embracing that, like no matter where you are in life, it's okay to say no, right? Why do we feel like boundary setting is not okay for us? You know, I think of a quote, Terry Cole Uh, I don't know if you know who she is, but she's amazing. Um, She released this reel not too long ago. And she was talking about how we praise people for being selfless, being a doormat, basically. And especially women. Women are really taught to smile and be sweet and be nice and do anything for everybody. And if you are, you're praised for it when you're really like not taking care of yourself. And she used the example of, she said, you know, you hear people say, we'll call her Betty. Betty was the most amazing woman. You know, she would give you the shirt off her back. And she said, and I want to say, Betty, put your fucking shirt back on. Why are we praising this? Why are we praising people for this behavior? And recently I read on a Facebook post, someone had passed away and this person was explaining this person, this person would do anything for anybody. They would give you the shirt off their back. And I, I like thought of Terry Cole when they said that I You cannot help others if you're not helping yourself first. If you're not choosing yourself and setting boundaries, you know, I think back, like, I started to realize in my life, I read a couple books that really changed my life. I started to notice how toxic I, the friendships I had were. Um, The friendship circle and the support system I have now is not the same support system that I had six or seven years ago. Um, I did a lot of moving. You know, you have to remember I'd left the cult, um, started over with my ex, became friends with his friends, then moved to the West Coast, made all new friends there, moved back to the East Coast, made, continued, tried to continue friendships that I had had. But what I realized when I moved back, a lot of the friendships that I had on the East Coast were not the same when I came back. And I ended up reading Toxic Friendships by Suzanne Deggs White. And that book started to change my life. I started to realize, like, I had this one friend, um, very narcissistic, and no matter when we had plans, it would always be like, I'll let you know, I'll let you know, like, it was always on her schedule, her time frame, when she could, um, her and her husband would come see me and my ex, they would never, they would just come over and eat our food, never offer to bring anything, never offer to, they were just very moochy, like, I say moocher, but that's really what it was, it's just like very... And eventually I got sick of it, you know? She'd show up late to everything. She'd make me wait all day to tell me if we were going to hang out. And eventually I was like, when we, and granted, we'd been friends since I got together with my ex. So we'd been friends for almost a decade. And I was starting to get really fed up with it. And I'll never forget this. Every time we hung out, there was always an angle with her. And one of the particular times, she was like, "Um, I'll get a beer with you, but it has to be at this specific brewery at this specific time. And I was like, okay. And I purposely made myself 20 minutes late to this get together because I, I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to prioritize it. She doesn't prioritize me. So I show up, come to find out 
she had a little business she was starting up and she knew somebody that was going to be there. Um, there was someone on social media she was hoping to connect with and she knew that she, they went to the specific brewery at the specific time and she knew she was going to see them. So she used me to get her a free beer so she could connect with this couple. And I remember she said, look at that couple over there. I wanted to come to this brewery because I've been trying to connect to them on social media and it hit me. I'm like, this has nothing to do with her wanting to have a conversation with me or anything. And I went to the bathroom and I remember looking out of the bathroom and watching her go up to these people and work her charm. And that was it for me. Like that, the friendship ended up ending because um, I realized it wasn't serving me anymore after reading these books. And then I read, Will I Ever Be Good Enough by Carol McBride. And it was talking about the high achieving daughter. And I realized my relationship that I had with my ex was based out of me trying to earn love that I never felt like I got as a kid. So a reason I'm talking about self-help books and all of these things is because when we allow ourselves to read books, to listen to podcasts, to meet new people, we're like shifting our perspective. If we stay in our comfort zone, our little cocoon, it's really hard to grow in that space, you know? So coming back to my parents and that sending that um, letter, the response was actually very positive for my parents. I got a heart from each of them. And then my mother and I ended up having an hour-long conversation. I think if we can remember... Not everyone is going to be in the same space as they were before. There's been a lot of healing that's happened. And, you know, it's been like a, I had changed my name eight years ago. You know, time has passed. I mean, maybe they didn't know it was really, you know, heavily affecting me the way that it was. But if I didn't set that boundary and I didn't talk to them about it, then they would not have known, you know? Why do we feel like we have to put up with things that affect us mentally? You know, I like to use the example as, you know, you, we all have a negative coworker, right? Like we all have people that just like to shit on everybody else. Um, you know, you give a scenario where you're at work and you're having a good day. You know, you woke up early, you did your mindfulness meditation, you went for your little walk, um, and you're in your, you're at your job and you're having your coffee, you're having a good day. And this person just comes over and wants to dump on you. I want to give anybody out there, if this scenario resonates with you, give you permission to end the conversation. You don't have to be an asshole about it, but why not say, hey, I'm going to stop you right there. Like, um, you know, this is really overwhelming me. And I I just like, I I just would rather not talk about negative things. So maybe we can either change the subject or take a break from this. Or, you know, I just, I just can't entertain this right now. You know, it's funny because once you start to realize and see a trend with people and you start to realize how much it's affecting you and you start to set boundaries, guess what? People are gonna, gonna just kind of drift away. You know, I say ha- not having boundaries isn't cute. Well, having boundaries is sexy as fuck. Okay. Like when you can stand up for yourself and show up for yourself, that's when the growth happens, right? That's when we take back our personal power. And in doing this podcast and doing this work and having these conversations, I realized, geez, I'm like, you know, if I'm going to talk about this stuff, if I want to em- help empower, if I want to empower myself, I have to be authentic. I have to show up for myself. I have to say no to the thing. And that's okay. You know, there was this leadership training that I went through when I became an onboard lead in my in my job. And at the end of our training, they had us all get up in front of the class and explain why we wanted to go into this position. And for me, it was very, very clear why I became an onboard lead. My entire life, I've hated confrontation, didn't want to upset people, wanted to tiptoe around everybody, and becoming a leader or a manager, you know, it challenges you. You have to stand up for things. You have to lead. You have to set a standard. And I 
really do value, you know, great customer service. I really value, you know, following standard procedure. Like that is something I care about. And it's always bothered me in my industry because I see a lot of like, you know, um, people not following the rules basically. And I knew if I became an onboard lead, I'd have to enforce it. You know, there's a different standard set in place for the first class cabin that I work in. So when I got up in front of everybody, I said, you know, um, I've always been a people pleaser. I've always hated confrontation. And the reason I'm becoming an onboard lead is because I want to challenge myself to deal with these things. I want to become more assertive. I want to lead. I want to inspire people. Like this is, I know that me stepping into this role is going to help me grow in new ways. And when I, when I went back to my seat, one of the instructors took me aside. She goes, I want to talk to you real quick. And she said, I really like what you just said. And I said, okay, that's good. (laughs) She said, I was just like you. I struggled so hard with people not liking me. She goes, you know, but I'm going to tell you right now, people may not always like you for what you stand up for and what you say, but they're going to respect you. And I don't know about you, but I would rather be someone that's respect than have a million friends. I'd rather be someone that's respected for standing up for something. Because guess what? If you don't stand up for anything. You're going to fall for anything. You're, you're not going to excel in your life because you're going to be so focused on what everybody else thinks about you. And I'm reminded of this episode of Shit's Creek. And if you've seen it, you know, David is going to get his driver's license and he's so nervous about what the instructor is going to think. And Alexis looks at him and she says, David, nobody cares. And I remember when I first thought of that concept, I was kind of like, that's kind of sad. Like no one really does care. But then I realized the freedom behind it because when you realize everyone is so wrapped up in their own life, they don't really care what's going on with you. It really does set you free. And it's so freaking true. It's Friday night. Just think of it this way. It's Friday night. You have worked the longest week. You're exhausted. And you get invited to do a thing to go with a friend, to go do a party, to go to a dinner event, who it could be whatever. And you're feeling guilty because you don't want to go, right? You don't want to upset people. The people pleasing side is coming out of you. You want to, you don't want people to not like you. Guess what? You have full permission to say no and sit your ass on that couch all night if that's what you need to do. I think a lot of us don't know how to take care of ourselves because we've been raised with these ideas and belief systems. And I know, especially for me coming out of religion, Turn the other cheek, you know, be selfless, don't choose yourself, you know, like a lot of negative self-talk, you know, um, I don't like to hate on Christianity or anything like that because um, there are good aspects that I had from that experience. But for me, a lot of it was like self-condemnation, like I'm a wretch, I'm a horrible person, I, I'm, I'm nothing without God and, you know, I have to be there for everybody and do things for everybody, I got to give all my money away, I have to tithe every week because I, you know, it's like all this guilt, I say no more, like no matter where we come from in life, you don't have to come out of a cult like I did or, you know, this belief system, but even as, especially as women, you know, like, We feel like we have to smile when we don't want to smile. We feel like we have to be nice to people when we don't want to be. If you're having a bad day, have a bad fucking day. If a guy looks at you and says, are you going to smile for me? Don't smile. You don't need to do that. If you don't want to smile, that's your prerogative. And I'm so passionate about boundary setting because it's so sexy to have boundaries and it's not cute to not have them. So I said there were two things that I had to deal with. Well, My cousin is one of the closest people in my entire life to me, but she's still close to my, one of my my oldest sister. And 
she always brings up things about my sister because my sister tends to talk to her about things. I'm not close with my oldest sister and it's very triggering for me. Um, and for a long time we've had conversations. She'll talk to me about things my sister said to her and I'm like, you know, like, and she'll be always like, she didn't tell you. And I'm like, you know, we don't talk, (laughs) you know, and this has gone on for a while and event and eventually, you know, it kind of bubbled to the surface and I'll tell you right now, don't let things pile up. Don't sit and wait to have the conversation or end the relationship or just do it. When you know in your gut it's time to make a move, make it. Because what's going to end up happening is it's just going to weigh you down and cause you a lot of unneeded stress when you could just kind of nip it in the bud as soon as possible. And I know that's hard to do, and I'm telling you, I get it. But it's far better to just be up front as soon as you can so it doesn't hold you back in your life. So... I had my cousin over to see my new beautiful new home that I'm in and we're just chit-chatting away and she starts bringing up my sister and I could just feel myself getting really upset and I just said, hey, I'm going to stop you right there. And she just looked at me. I said, I can't talk about this with you anymore. I love you so much. But every time you bring up my sister, it just triggers me because I don't have a relationship with her. I don't talk to her the way that you do. And you seem to be surprised when I don't know things. And I need you to stop doing that. Like, let your relationship with my sister be your relationship with my sister. And let your relationship with me be your relationship with me. And she got emotional and I got emotional, you know. And I said, I I don't want to be an asshole about this. I love you so much. But like every time you bring this up, it's like ripping me apart, you know. And... It was good. We had a good conversation. She's like, I had no idea that you felt that way. And I said, I know. I said, but, you know, I do. And I just don't want to talk about it anymore. You know, Um, those were two things, the name change and that. And guess what? The conversations went far better than I thought they were going to. So I think if we can get to that space of just setting things free, like get it off your chest. Don't be an asshole about it. Get it off your chest and just be nice about it. There's nothing wrong with setting a boundary. Don't feel like you can't say no. Because guess what? The people that have your back are going to have your back. The people that love you are going to love you no matter what. You're not going to lose what's not meant for you. You know, anything that's meant for us, we're not going to lose by speaking our truth and setting a boundary. Because guess what? People are going to respect you for that too. They're going to respect you for standing up for who you are and speaking who you are. And if they don't, whatever you're not losing anything you know you're not you're you're more in alignment if anything you're more of yourself than you've ever been you're empowered and it's like the more I talk to people and record episodes I get so excited because I'm like wow these people are bad asses you know they're baddies they're like making all these choices and making all these moves and it's inspiring me to make more changes in my life and stand up in new ways and I think if we approach it from a place of kindness and understanding You know, we can really set ourselves free. And I'll tell you, and I don't like to brag, you know, but I hit an all-out PR yesterday at Orange Theory, okay? I ran at a 9.1 for my all-out pace on the treadmill. I improved my pace after those conversations. I felt like I could be faster, stronger, better, because I wasn't held back. You know, it's kind of crazy, but, like, the emotional baggage that we're carrying around physically holds us back. Like, Literally, I felt like I lost 15 pounds after I I said and did those things. I did the thing. I said the thing. I sent the letter. And then I was set free. 
So I want to encourage anybody who's listening today. It's okay to say no. It's okay to not answer that phone call. We all know we get these calls from these people, right? It could be a good friend that you've had for a decade. I wouldn't say it's a good friend, but a friend that calls, dumps on you, never asks about your day. They just want to tell you about their shitty relationship. You see the call, don't answer it. Don't feel guilty about it. You know, don't feel like you have to deny yourself to show up for others. Because guess what? That's not going to do anything for anybody. If anything, you're going to not be able to be the person you need to be in your life because you're denying who you are. You're not taking care of yourself properly. Whatever self-care looks like for you, whatever that is, do it. And if that's sitting your ass on the couch on a Friday night, then do it. If that's having a conversation with a friend that's healing, do it. Feel free to say no. Feel free to set a boundary. Sophie Catherine for the Change in the Narrative podcast, just like Terry Cole said, Betty, put your fucking shirt back on. I want to encourage each and every one of you to say no, to have the conversation. Whatever that boundary is, we all know what they are. We all know the things that we need to stand up for in our life. I hope that by listening to my story and the things that I've done over these past few weeks have inspired you to do the same. Guess what? Life is too damn short. It's too damn short to not have the conversation that's holding you back from your highest potential. Thank you so much for listening to my episode today. It was super cathartic, as always, to share my story. And also, you know, I really hope that it's speaking to you out there. Whoever is listening, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my podcast. It does really mean a lot. Make sure to be staying tuned for the next few weeks. Um, On Fridays, I'm going to be releasing some very exciting episodes with some very dynamic people, very transformational conversations. If you go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button, you'll get updates for my latest episode releases. And also, if you'd like to be on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at changingthenarrative underscore podcast. Feel free to send me a DM and connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. Also, wherever you listen, as always, it really does help if you give me a five-star rating in the app. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It's not cute to not have boundaries. I'm Sophie Catherine for the Change in the Narrative podcast. Have a great weekend.